what is this like a group therapy session where they are just naked well that's just like one part of it welcome to if i were king the podcast where two friends somewhere on earth talk about the new world order and other things including but not limited to the lizard people well it's good to be back paul yes it is it's been a while eh New new podcast, uh, new year, new uh, same old podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Norman. We're we're bringing it, we're bringing it back. So, um, Mr. Paul, do you, do you want to get into it, or do you have anything to to add? Or yeah, yeah, I, I figured I'd I'd get a go on it. So, Norman, this week I've decided that if I were king, gift cards would be illegal. Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I, Reactions? I, I, I mean i'm i i feel like i have a i'm like a 50 percent totally with you 50 percent don't like i like it i understand it's kind of like the lazy man's gift uh you know what i'm for you know just give them give them cash instead of a gift card that's that's pretty much what i would propose is just give people cash if you're trying to give them money don't <laughs> why did this come up paul how did the did you get a lot of gift cards for christmas no actually thankfully uh you know previously i had like a collection of them that i was like i was doing some you know fall cleanings or whatever last fall and i was like Mm -hmm. holy shit i have so many of these i need to get rid of so i like went on a shopping spree with them you know and went out and got my starbucks and had some barnes and noble balance got a book but uh did you buy it's called something about honest. Oh, radical honesty. That's it. Radical honesty. It's called, <laughs> and it's about just like this psychiatrist or psychologist, his philosophy, which is that a lot of suffering is caused by the different ways that we lie to people, either by like omission or by directly lying to people. Is is this uh, nonfiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. But yeah, he proposes that you just always tell the truth, even if it's really inconvenient. Oh yeah, I do that. I I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I haven't read it, <laughs> so uh, I, I I still am not practicing. But you you just were already there, Norman. You were <laughs> you were already radically honest. But yeah, no, radically honest. It's not great. It's not great. I think a lot. I think uh, you know a lot of. Um, I think some people appreciate it. Uh, most don't, um, especially people you don't know. They don't. They don't. They, you, that's not what they're looking for. Dude, the other the other thing that's funny too is like, yeah, it's like everything on the internet, right? Like some people take it, you know, kind of like take it with a grain of salt, and then some people take it so fucking literally. And so you'll read like if you look up radical honesty and like there's forums and all of this shit and they do they do like workshops that are you know pretty interesting like they have people like so they do other stuff that's kind of like therapy ish in addition to the honesty thing at the workshops like they have people stand up and like you know get butt naked in front of like 30 people and be like this is my body and then like they talk about honestly about like the things that they're ashamed of about their body or whatever this sh- th- shit they're ashamed of about their life or their whatever what is this and like they, a like, group th- therapy session where they are just naked well that's just like one part of it right is like oh, okay, overcoming okay, right. overcoming personal shames in by exposing yourself 
to that shame in front of other people and them like, you know, whatever, uh, being honest with each other about all of that shit, uh, shit like that. But then, you know, of course, sometimes those types of things attract like, uh, predatory, you know, psychos and shit who, who go to those things to be really mean and honest with people and be really fucking mean. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem with the, the honesty thing is that there's always a fine line between being mean and being, uh, the you know, saying what you're trying to say without being a fucking dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it can be a challenge. And some people are not going to understand that. Or they're just going to be yeah, actually... Yeah, a lot of people don't. Yeah. And then they're... Like, just because you're like, well, I hear what you're saying. You're not wrong. Just you don't need to say it like a dick. Right. <laughs> and I right. think that's uh, a lot of people... Uh, Myself included, sometimes can be like uh, a little bit, a little bit uh, daft to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. I mean, do you ever have moments where you like look back and you're like, "Holy fuck, I said that!" <laughs> or like, yeah, man, oh, dude, I have so many. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I'm a horrible person. No, but <laughs> oh, it's funny though. But yeah, so that's the book I got and. Never read it, but... <laughs> and you got it with a gift card. I got it with a gift card. Segway, man. Segway. Right back into it. So, Norman, I want you to guess... First of all, we're going to start with Canada. I want you to guess how much money, unspent gift card money, there is in Canada. Oh, dude. Oh, my goodness. It must be... It has to be at least, like, half or something. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Let's just say, like... Let's just say eight billion dollars. Eight? Did you say eight billion? Eight, I'm saying eight billion. You got it. Are you serious? No fucking way. No. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you fucker. <laughs> in uh, in Canada, it's it's a lot lower than that. What do you think? Well, I, I said eight billion, so I'm gonna say eight hundred million. Uh, closer, closer, lower than that. Eighty million, like half that. Forty million, approximately. It's thirty-three million, apparently. This was uh, what year that's was a way this? less than I obviously thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but now guess America. Uh, eight billion dollars. Now, like, fucking nearly triple that. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Twenty-one 20... billion in unspent gift cards. Yeah. Twenty-one dude, that's, billion. Uh, that's free money, dude. That's money literally just being spent and not oh, going dude, back into being, anything. Yeah, it's just being donated to really big businesses. <laughs> Rich places. Yeah. Thanks for existing. To like businesses that, you know, businesses that have gift cards quite generally are already extremely, you know, big, rich businesses. $24 billion. It's basically just, well, it's $21 billion, but it's... $21 billion just spent on literally no, nothing. There's no product at the end, yeah. no service at the end of it. It just, it's, it's a donation, man. That's It is literally a donation to a big business. It's fucking. Where, uh, where are you getting this from, Paul? Where is the? Where are you reading this? It's this is from CBS News. Yeah. Okay. All right. CBS. That's scary, dude. That's. Scary. 
That is fucking insane. Actually insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you even more now. Like, you know, if you're giving it to, you know, a gift to somebody you, you care about, give them cash instead of giving the gift of cash to uh, a corporation. <laughs> well, and the other thing is, too, it's like, uh, it's not always from, like, people who even know you. So sometimes you get one mm. from, like, your business or from somebody else. And so you get this card that's, like, can only be spent at one place and you don't even like going there. So it's like... That's, that's true. That's true. It's like the likelihood that I'm going to use this is, like, zero. So it's just going to sit in my desk drawer making some company rich. That's funny. That's funny you mentioned that because, like, at my work, they uh, they gave. They're like, "Hey, we have gift cards," but they gave us the choice of which ones do you want. They didn't tell us how much we would get. They just told us which ones you want, and yeah. you can pick like two or three. And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna pick." I don't think you guys have it. It's called London Drugs. It's kind of like London Drugs is kind of just like I don't know. It has everything. It's a store that has everything, but not. It's not like a grocery store, but it has some food products in it. Kind of. It's kind of like a uh, corner pharmacy store, kind of. Yeah, but it's big. It's pretty big. Like usually, they have usually pretty big electronic sections and stuff like that. But anyways, um, yeah, that's, that's what I chose, and that's just because I go there and like I just spent it on like buying chocolate for my mom. <laughs> oh, cool. Gotcha. Respect. Respect. Um, so I did. I have been using the gift cards I was given. Um, but yeah, no, especially like like how you're saying like like so many workplaces give out gift cards just like as a token of appreciation, and all that money just goes to nothing. Yeah. Yeah, or I mean, like, people will give it to you for, like, you know, they don't know that you don't like going to, like, like Starbucks. I've received, like, three or four Starbucks things. Well, it's just because you look so basic, Paul. I guess so, man. (laughs) 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 Yeah, if I I didn't walk around looking so basic, they'd probably give give me other shit, but... Yeah, one of the <laughs> just one of the many consequences of looking basic. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've gotten, and then I'll so I'll like maybe over time I'll spend that, but it takes like years to spend a Starbucks gift card for me. Uh, how, how much are you getting on your gift card, bro? Like more than twenty bucks. Well, if you get ten, you have to get coffee two or three times. You get right? ten. Who was giving? Who? How? You have ten gift cards? No, no, or ten dollars. Oh, ten dollars. Okay. Right. Like, if you get a ten dollar okay. gift card, you're gonna have to go there. Like, if you're me and you don't like coffee and shit, you're gonna have to mm. go there two or three times, right? Well, it sounds more like once nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say, but I have I have spent these gift cards in it. It is not. It has not been one trip for me. Okay, Paul. So uh, how 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 do you implement this? Tell tell me tell me about it. No more gift cards. Just immediate illegalization. And I oh fuck all. I don't know what we're gonna do about the cards that are just out there. We need to do something about that too. What we maybe we can start another committee. Some more bureaucracy, you know. <laughs> There, there wasn't enough proposed thus far. They are what they are, just no more. Twenty-one billion dollars, Norman. <laughs> that I know. Should have and you know what's funny? Like gift collected. cards usually have like a one-year expiry thing too. So like, 
Oh shit! I don't know if that is anymore. A, a lot, a lot of them do. Of Not all of them, but most. I think, especially nowadays, do. Uh, before they didn't, but then they figured out, hey, we can just put an expiry date on them, and that's free money. That's fucking yeah, dude. That's like the best legal scam in a, in like human history. <laughs> Probably one of the best totally legal scams ever. That and bottled water. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. It just drives me crazy. The other thing is too. So I, I in that article, right? They say, according to the National Retail Federation, fifty-four percent of Americans said gift cards are the most requested item this holiday season. Fifty-four percent of people say it's requested. Who's requesting all these gift cards? That I guess people just say like, "Hey, I don't want anything. Just give me a gift card." But like, because people don't like to give cash here, like in like in North America, they think it's kind right. of like I don't know, crude or un uncreative, and they're like, "Hey, I'll just get them something what I think they like, like a place that they do go to." Like, if you do know, like if someone like I don't know goes to like Home Home Depot or whatever, like every weekend, like right, they're gonna use that for sure or something because they like building and renovating shit or whatever but a lot of them are just kind of like random guesses yeah yeah it's the random guessing thing that could really like maybe we could get the the gestapo thing that i created for the other shit and like apply it to like you can't just randomly guess <laughs> you need to actually <laughs> you need to actually know what they want to spend that shit on that's allowed, but randomly <laughs> guessing, not allowed. <laughs> not cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I, and I can only imagine, like, billions of those dollars, like, it's from corporate stuff. Like, you know, like, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people, like, you know, consumers are buying gift cards, but, like, probably more than half of that is just, like, companies buying gift cards to give to employees that don't want them. As, yeah. Like, instead of giving them a fucking raise or a staff party, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, and uh, you have to wonder, too, because I would guess, right, because big data generally comes from big companies, right? Like, who's tracking this much unused gift cards? I would guess that the vast majority of this is from really big businesses, and most of the Probably, small businesses yeah. don't even, didn't even give data to them about this, most likely. Yeah, you yeah, know, you're right. Yeah, it's good to, to double check. But yeah, it's probably like... The, the Walmarts, the, the yeah. Trader Joe's that you guys have, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the soulless, massive corporations. <laughs> I, okay, I have, I have a question since so I just yeah. mentioned Trader Joe's. Somebody at work was like half inviting us, a few of us, to because they live near the border. So they're like, hey, let's go to Trader Joe's sometime. Have you been to Trader Joe's? Yeah, I go actually somewhat regularly. I like Trader Joe's. Okay, uh, tell me, tell, what's what's the big deal? I just, it's just like a good shopping environment. I I don't like uh, like Walmart and places like that. They have the shitty fucking warehouse lighting, and it makes me feel anxious and like claustrophobic to walk through those places. Oh, uh, and there are also okay. just so many people there. Trader Joe's and like other local places are a bit like oh, that's not a local place, but like local markets also are kind of smaller mm -hmm. and they also have like windows instead of just being a fucking warehouse with horrible lighting um, oh, okay for, for you it's just it feels nice to be in there at trader joe's in particular like the cashiers are like extra friendly and nice and stuff 
and like maybe they're paid a bit better i don't know but they're like a lot nicer than you know like some of the other places you go and they're like you know just kind of depressed and down but when you go to trader joe's people are friendly right okay so i don't know they do they do a good job making people want to come back i guess um yeah yeah anyway but uh yeah so i found out apparently too 12 states were sick of the like unspent gift card balance thing and so they oh, really they'll actually give you cash back if you have a small leftover balance what it's do you mean? Like they, they, a few states just said, like, hey, if you have a leftover balance, you just need to bring it, and the store will give you that money. I'm not sure what the article's implying here. If it's saying that the state gives you the money, or if the store has to give uh, you the it's, money, but... it's probably the store. It's probably it's, that makes sense. Like, hey, like yeah. they paid you this money, you owe it to them. Like the state wouldn't just <laughs> pay out money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, though. I think that is a necessary step with the remaining okay, that's gift good that's cards. a good step to uh less w- less uh wastefulness yeah after the gift card prohibition that's going to be an important transitional you know step gift card prohibition yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the gestapo and the whole thing yeah anyway so so yeah norman what what would you do if you were king well, Paul, uh, so this week I have a listener-inspired idea. Oh, cool. Um, this one's from uh, this one's from our, somebody um, on Instagram DM'd us, which you can do at If I Were King Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you find us. Um, so this one's from Unidentified Flying Object. Uh, and he said, uh, make Value Village great again. Uh, are you familiar with Value Village? Uh, no, not really, no. Okay, well, I, I wikied it, and apparently in the States they go by Savers. Do you under... Oh, Savers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. So it's I think it's the same thing, just different names, different places. So anyways, so um, back in the day, all the cool kids, uh, we, and even now, call it a VV Boutique, uh, because it is the like the OG secondhand store before secondhand stores turned into overpriced vintage clothing stores. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Valley Village is. Um, and for me, Valley Village was where I got all my clothing when I was growing up. Um, so I have, uh, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with it, actually. I hate it because uh, when, I, when I was little, my mom would drag me when I was like, you know, just a child. She'd drag me there and it's like, it's a big warehouse kind of thing with a bunch of used clothing. And it's filled with like, I don't know, it must be dangerous levels of dust because uh, <laughs> I was always basically choking on dose, dust when I was there. So I hated being there as a child. I uh, love it because I was clothed at an affordable rate for my single mom. <laughs> but uh, but now as an adult, Paul, I appreciate it because you can find some real gems there, especially when it comes to kitchen supplies. Um, you can find things like a cast iron pan, which uh, like a good, like an old one that's seasoned, but might, it might be maybe a little bit rusty that you can fix up really quickly. And then once you start using it, it'll get seasoned again. Or occasionally, even rare, you can find a really good quality uh, chef knife for way, way cheaper if you know what you're looking for. But anyways, Paul, so if I were king of the world, um, what I would do is that everyone would have to donate their unused clothing to charities, which would then be in turn sold to vv boutique or vv value village like kind of stores this is like uh 
one of the ways um, the charity I work for does. Like we collect clothing and we sell it directly to them. And that's how like we get a lot of our funding. Um, so I feel like uh, I would just implement this into a mass kind of wide uh, obligatory kind of social thing that people would have to do if I were um, uh, calling the shots, Paul. Uh, one, this would uh, cut down on wastefulness because it's obligatory to uh, donate, you know, usable clothing uh, instead of just throwing it at. Uh, two, it helps support local nonprofits, Paul, and those are always good. <laughs> people prefer nonprofits doing good things than the government doing good things, or at least trying to do good things. <laughs> <laughs> and three, Paul, it keeps a good supply of usable clothing for those uh, who need them, like uh, like me growing up, you know, families like that. So I think it, it does a lot of good things. And, you know, we really need to chill with the consumption of things, especially uh, especially nowadays. So I think this would be a great first direction. Um, what do you think of this, Paul? I think it's really good. I, I didn't even know about the, like, uh, nonprofit. So, like, uh, big brother, big sister kind of serves as like an intermediary for collecting that clothing and then like, yeah. selling it. So I mean, yeah. Well, I does so so for so in Vancouver, um, not every big brother's big sister. So that's obviously between the United States and Canada, and I think a little bit internationally. Um, but not every agency, agency meaning like a city wherever they're based. It's not all just one giant conglomerate you know it's kind of like franchises that'd be the easiest way to say it you know all same thing all but semi-independent kind of thing you know mm. somebody's setting the standards and we do our thing locally but anyways not every community uh bbbs um does the same um some find other ways that are better for funding uh where here in greater vancouver that's what we do and we've been doing it for a very 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 long time um Yes, so it, they a lot of big brothers, big sisters use Valley Village and I guess Savers in in the states um, to do that. So does uh, VVB does it? Do they buy stuff in general, or is it like more like like from the public? Do they buy stuff, or is it donation? No, to, the public. So the public can donate just the, their old stuff to Valley Village if they want to. Yeah. Um, but it's better just to give it to the charity because they'll buy it from the charity because we yeah. because we collect a lot. Uh, and therefore it's a win-win because like it's hard to collect that much which we can do um, And they buy it and then they sell it obviously for more as a profit But we're 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 that obviously it's good for us because it funds, you know up to 50% Give or take per year uh, of the whole agency which yeah. serves youth. So <laughs> yeah, it's a great. Uh, it's a great little partnership Yeah, that's amazing actually and I think uh... just you know expanding that uh, everywhere uh, is a big deal would uh, would do a lot of social good yeah yeah I'm interested in looking if that's something that happens here locally because I usually just give shit to savers directly but mm -hmm. I'd rather yeah, yeah no it's uh, that's yeah. what a lot of people do and uh, some some people when I'm out and about um, at events uh, you know working uh, some people are like oh I didn't know you guys you collect and sell, sold it to them like I used to just give it to them directly so I'm gonna you know do it to you guys now um, so yeah, it's good to check, but yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of charities kind of do that thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, also it's good because, like, then they aren't just, like, giving it to... Because savers and stuff, like, I mean, they're a non-profit, but 
Savers, no. Savers is a private company for profit. That's what 100%. I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is yeah, even yeah. if they're called a nonprofit, they're still like for profit. You know what I no, mean? No, no, no. So, they're they're not the nonprofit. They're they just work with nonprofits. You know, because yeah, it, it, it benefits them. That's why. Um, and they're yeah. So it's kind of like you know, it's a win-win because they're getting shit that they need. They're and they're paying for it, and so but then they're also making money off it. You know, that's it's like buying from a supplier, and a supplier sells it from, and then the and the retailer sells it for more. That's, that's how that works. Yeah. See, the, see, that's what I mean. Is I would feel better if it's like an actual company, if they're actually buying the stock that they were oh, selling, see, not just being donated to them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So always still... look uh, if your local charity does that. Yeah, like I've I've still felt that. Like, Savers is still doing a good thing in the sense that it's reuse, you know, it's reusing stuff instead of just throwing, because mm. otherwise almost all of that would just be thrown away. And then mm -hmm. also... Perfectly good stuff too, yeah. They're creating jobs for people. So, I mean, there's... Some job, some. Yeah, <laughs> better than nothing, you know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, it's true, it's true. Uh, so I've like justified it, even if it's like donating basically just to a company, but I would rather donate it to somebody who sells it to them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and actually if you don't, if you, if... uses those funds for funding a nonprofit. I think, I think it's also a good combination of government kind of stuff, but also it's like a hands-on hands-off approach. Like it's more of an incentive, you know, it's, it's like, this is what you have to do, but somebody but you know the the, the private sector <laughs> deals with the actual like process i'm for it Norman. i think it's a good idea i think i think we should get on that right away get dictatorial and make it happen <laughs> we'll be back right after this <laughs> And we're back. Hello. <laughs> Paul, cultural corner go. Uh, cultural corner. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, do something a little bit different today, Norman. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go over some unnecessary acronyms again, and then a <laughs> uh, another curious word. We we can oh, make my favorite a curious etymology. I don't I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so I thought up some uh, more kind of like quasi-medical, funny, fun acronyms. All right, tell me. If you're hungry, right, you could be hungry mm -hmm. or you could have abundant gustatory satisfaction, Norman. AGS. You could be hungry or, or what? Have abundant, abundant. gustatory satisfaction. It sounds like you're full with the satisfaction, but it doesn't well, mean that you're... gustatory means, like, you like the taste. Yeah. Oh, gustatory. Go gustatory. Oh, okay. right. I like it. Okay, you have abundant gustatory yeah, satisfaction. Like, All right. It's kind of like enough. in Spanish you say, me gusta. It's like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I thought it was more fun if you used it in the reverse, which is abundant gustatory dissatisfaction. <laughs> And <laughs> like, it's just a more when you're hungry. No, no, it's when you're uh, you you dislike the taste of something, right? Like you. Oh, oh, we have abundant <laughs> yeah, exactly. dissatisfaction and just absolutely destroying someone's it sounds, uh, meal. It sounds very like euphemistic of like a, a medical term, but there would be no reason for that in medicine. It just 
fucking sounds exactly like something they'd say. Yeah, this person has AGD. Like, they, they, the person, AGD. Ex- patient experienced AGD before onset of like a heart attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I really, I like this one, man. I, it's really, uh, it's, it's really, uh, it's really slap in the face. Yeah. To say that. <laughs> Poor cook. <laughs> you go to a restaurant, you're like, I have abundantly dis- <laughs> dissatisfaction. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, people wouldn't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But yeah, it sounds like very medical, very <laughs> clinical, you know. It sounds like something you could read in a medical history. Like, patient had AGD shortly before MI, and uh, patient has history of C- chronic heart disease, blah, 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 blah. You know, it sounds exactly, it fits right in there. Or maybe with somebody who has heartburn or something. I, like, I think it's like something like a food critic could say to a restaurant and then absolutely right, destroy them or something. Right, That <laughs> Yelp review. It's the Yelp review that ended that company. Like, <laughs> they mentioned AGD and shit went south. Yeah, Norman, that's my, uh, some unnecessary acronyms that I created. And uh... Next, I wanted to go over some curious etymology, Norman. All right. Yes, yeah, etymology. The, let's go. The word What's is the word? erinaceous. Erinaceous. I cannot. That's a good. That's a good sound. What's word. your erinaceous. first impression? Oh yeah, let me spell it out for you. So it's E R I N A C E O U S. Erinaceous. Erinaceous. Ooh, like a tenacious heron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is tough. Um, you want some example sentences? No, not yet. What the first thing that came to my mind was uh, uh <laughs> But um Erinaceous. It starts with an E too. I'll give you a hint. It is actually similar to something in Spanish. Give me a hint. It's the E R I that's similar to something in Spanish. The rest isn't. That's not helping me at all, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Erinaceous. Okay, well, does it have to do with a feeling? Is this is this a is this a feeling? This is a noun. It's an adjective. Is an adjective. It's hard as hell, dude. Uh, is it is it a positive or is it as a negative or is this it's just an it's just an, yeah, a, it's a neutral, neutral adjective? Like, like the first thing what I also came to mind was like something arid, but it's not spelt like that. Erin. It's just a name, dude. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm. I'll go some. Give you some uh, example sentences. I made these ones. I I didn't choose these off the internet. So, um, <laughs> just so because <laughs> they're strange, okay. But uh, first one, the arenaceous hound dog hunted for insects in the brush while showing off its spiky hair in front of a potential mate. <laughs> listen to it here i'm gonna read it again listen to like the whole sentence there's clues i i dropped clues in there the arenaceous hound dog hunted for insects in the brush while showing off its spiky hair in front of the potential mate like something to do with smell something to do with tracking and hunting something to do about showing off <laughs> Um, is it like, is it something to do with youth? No. Uh, age, no. Is it something to do with looks? I guess it's an adjective, but, um, is it, is it, is it a temperament? Well, it's got Uh, spiky hair. 
spiky hair. Well, I mean, so it's, it's like it's a hairy dog. <laughs> All right, here I'm gonna give you. Here's an here's know, another man. sentence. Maybe it'll. I'm, this is, I'm really it's, failing really hard at this. This one may help. So, my cute erinaceous friend reminded me of a pet I once had. She was nice until she stabbed me with her spines. Erinaceous. <laughs> <laughs> like spi I guess I guess it has something to do with spikiness or like. Yeah, there you go. Uh. Uh, like, like a hedgehog would be Aranasis Is it only to do with spiky it's, it's stuff? It's to do or, with hedgehogs specifically. Uh, <laughs> okay, tell me. So, but how how was I guess the Aranasis dog would be a spiky haired dog? So, someone who had like uh, like if they wanted to do like a spiky mohawk, like uh, it would be an Aranasis mohawk. If it made them look like a hedgehog, it would be. <laughs> okay, all right. So it's hedgehog-like. It literally means hedgehog-like. Oh, oh. And, uh... Okay. Oh, that's what the is means. It's something, uh, okay, like the ending is this. Okay, that's... Yeah, like exactly. Erinaceous. Like, and then Aaron is like the... the, the... It's like the Latin... Cause, so the hint with Spanish okay. was that erizo is the word for hedgehog in Spanish. Yeah, man, like, I didn't see any hedgehogs when I lived in Spain, so that, that really? did not ever come up once. I've learned uh, it in a few places for some reason. I don't know why, but probably Inma. Prob Inma's probably like, dang, Norman, di didn't remember hedgehog in Spanish. She's tisking. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so... It's okay. She was she was very happy to see me this summer, so don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> Dang it! Yeah, I need to... all the cool all the cool profs were, were very happy to see me visiting. Yeah, uh, they're like we all remember. Man, should have <laughs> should have waited one more year, Norman. I want to go this summer. Well, uh, we can still make it happen somehow. <laughs> anyway, Norman, for cultural corner, what you got? Uh, what do you think I got? I think you should know Oof. what I got. Nope. Drawing a blank. It's a place I was at for Christmas. Uh, yeah, is it a... Uh, fuck, what's the one with the M? A Montreal, right? <laughs> yes, yes. So for today, for Cultural Corner, I'm going to speak a little bit to, uh, to Montreal. Uh, as, as you know, as I just said, I spent Christmas and New Year's there visiting uh, some of my best buds, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I already know that you... Uh, you have a love for Quebecois music, which is, you know, check out episode one. Throwback. For a little bit about that. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, you know, Quebec, it's a Francophone province, but the city of Montreal itself, super diverse. Uh, I'd call it a legitimate bilingual city. Um, it's uh, the second largest Francophone city in the world um, after, Fran uh, after Paris. Um, and I would also call it a very... Uh, Allophone city too, where most people speak almost more than two languages. A very interesting place to be, Paul. It was surprisingly uh, actually not. As, it was surprisingly colder in Vancouver than it was in Montreal. We had a big snowstorm just before I left, uh, which actually I uh, I left a few hours before it hit, and the entire country went to a standstill. I'm pretty sure it, you, you know what happened in the states, where it was absolute chaos. So, anyways, I beat the that by a few hours, and it was not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you know, Quebec, home to everything that people call Canadian, poutine, 
bagels, uh, roast beef sandwiches, maple syrup, and all its delicious variants, you know, it's, and hockey, of course, all Quebec, all Quebec. <laughs> and then Canada just calls that <laughs> So bagels are a big thing in Canada? Yeah, it's like an East Coast thing, you know, like New York oh. loves their bagels, and then ours is uh, Montreal, you know, it's a big, big, con- big uh, rivalry between the bagels of New York and Montreal. Uh, Montreal has a really big, um, like, Orthodox Jewish community. You can see them, like, walking around with the hats and, like, the little, the little side-burning things that, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's always, yeah, it's, they, have, they have a big community for some reason, I don't know why, they just do. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a great place to visit, Paul. Especially, especially when I was there, like it's it was really snowy for the first half. I was there, and the second half, it just like warmed up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's just uh, it's a city that's uh, you know usually buried in ice cold snow, but underneath it, it hides a lot of people with big warm hearts. Uh, unlike uh, Vancouver, where it is mild and everyone <laughs> is um, cold and unwelcoming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are people cold and unwelcoming in Vancouver? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, that's what's what's what Vancouver is uh, has. Wow. That's the rep <laughs> between the Canadian cities that we're uh, we are known for being um, not the great, not great socialized social people, not great people to be around. Extreme flakes, uh, very flaky kind of culture, uh, and yeah, uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. Like, But, uh, yeah, no, in Montreal, I really like it. Like, it's really, everyone's really warm. You can just, honestly, you can just start talking to anybody anywhere and you'll have a good time. Uh, I really liked it. Um, it was really great spending time with the boys. Anything you want to know about Montreal that I can expand on? What, what, what would you be interested? I recommend, I really recommend going to it. It's my third time going Yeah, there, what so. do you recommend seeing there? What do I recommend seeing? Well, um, you should definitely go to a Habs game so the Montreal Canadiens, the hockey team. It is... They have like a like probably the best fans of the whole NHL, like hardcore dedicated fans. Um, I bought tickets to go, and it was in um, uh, Colorado by accident, so I had to return them. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> in Colorado. Yeah, against the Avalanche. So uh, I was I, that's actually what I was really looking forward to, and I was like, hey man, I got you a Christmas present, tickets, and uh, then I realized it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how easy is it for you to go into the u.s uh, i mean you just drive up to the border bring your passport cross maybe they ask you they usually ask you like what are you doing how long are you going for that kind of thing uh like your reasoning and if you're like yep going here for a show uh, here's my ticket if you want to see it just usually just have things ready so they're like sounds legit looks legit it's pretty pretty straightforward um back in the day you didn't even need to bring your passport have you never crossed the border no, no, no. Well, I, I get, yeah, I guess Mexico isn't uh, exactly next door. Oh, Mexico's, <laughs> yeah, closer. But I still haven't crossed into Mexico either. Really? Well, next time we'll yeah. have to make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, no, you gotta eat bagels. You gotta eat uh, the smoked meat sandwiches there. Like a Reuben is also a name for it. Big, big deal there. Uh, and if you go there, you want to get, um, you want to go to a sugar shack. Um, there's like, there's like the, uh, the OG sugar shack, which is just like, kind of like out in the street and they have a bunch of like snow slash ice and they pour, they give you a stick and they pour maple syrup over it. And then it like, it like cools down and like become, you, you kind of roll it up. Like they'll make a line on the snow and then you put a stick on it and you roll it up kind of like a, like a lollipop kind of thing. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but that's a thing. And then like the more sit downy ones are uh, very like 
kind of Quebecois cuisine kind of stuff like that. Um, so those are, it's a great food city. Um, it's, it's actually interesting because Vancouver is also a really great food city, but it's like really different demographics. Uh, they have kind of a larger like Middle Eastern population there. And like you can get some great Lebanese food there and stuff. Uh, Vancouver have some, but um, yeah, it's just like two different demographics. They got excellent restaurants, really great city to go out for bars and stuff. Like there's, it's like every day of the week it's always a good time. Like you'll find people enjoying themselves and it's great. It's a great, I love going out there. It's um, like, you don't, you don't need to go clubbing to have a good time. You can just go to a bar and just fucking yeah. enjoy, dude. <laughs> and they just got a lot more going on. It's much more open. Yeah. And like very walkable city. It's a huge city. You know, it's like Canada's second biggest. It's got like more than three, three million people like in the metro area. Uh, it has awesome transit, by the way. The train there is fucking fantastic. And yeah, it's got it's got everything, man. It's got fucking like it's like Canada's cultural hub, music, dance, everything. Yeah, you know, like art, fucking food. Yeah, sounds so nice, man. And it's got it's got so many neighborhoods too. It's uh, it's also like for Canadian standards, very old city. It's more than two hundred years old. You know, yeah, similar to like East Side or East Coast U.S. cities kind of thing. Yeah, no big deal. Would recommend uh, go in the summer. Yeah, of the winter. <laughs> The winter's fine, but if you go, like, in February or something, it might be negative 20. <laughs> negative 20, goddamn. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, it's an awesome, awesome city. I like it. Like, and also the, the the diversity of, like, the neighborhoods. Like, they're all different. They're all, like, pretty dense, too. And, yeah, just really, it's a great city. Just, like, if you like, like, if you like cities because of, like, the, the city life and the culture and, like, food and and just like, social stuff, it's great. I don't know. Big, yeah. big, big, big ups from me for much Yeah. Time. Yeah, man, are you going to go out there or no, eventually, do you think? Uh, we'll see. It's hard. My French is not not good at all. Uh, so there, that's, it's like, so that's the, the first language there, and then English is second. And so, like, getting a, like, a proper job, um, you kind of, you need to be, have it a pretty good level of French, and mine's not there. And so I'm just, I haven't, I, I did originally, before the pandemic, was planning to go there. Um, like I was looking into moving there and stuff like that. But then when the pandemic hit, that was like, I was, it was the amount of uncertainty, as you remember, caused me to change course a little bit. So I'm just doing my thing now. And then who knows if something good comes up in the future, I I'd, I'd love to, but, um, yeah, yeah. Also a really fun thing I did there is like I mentioned, I did, uh, I spent Christmas there, which was fun because we did an orphan Christmas <laughs> where we just like a bunch of restaurant people, which are just, they're my people, man. They're my people. As you know, I've been there for so, I've been in restaurants for so long and then we just, we all met up. We all like, we did um, like a hot pot kind of thing. I made, I also made uh, like pierogies because Christmas is not Christmas without pierogies for me. Um, so we all kind of did hot pot, brought food and stuff and then, uh, <laughs> And then we played, and then we smoked, drank, and gambled for the rest of the night. <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> yeah, so it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you smoke marijuana? The devil's lettuce? <laughs> the devil's lettuce. The devil's lettuce. Well, you know, all, all the smoking things. All, you know, cigarettes and whatnot. You, it's, it's all legal in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't know if you'd ever, I didn't know if you'd smoke marijuana or not. It's funny that you call it marijuana. It's dope. <laughs> That's hot. Um, you, you know, weed is a normal weed. One. Yeah. <laughs> Cannabis. I don't know. They, they refer to it so much as marijuana lately. Cannabis. Well, here you in the States, uh, you, you know, actually the etymology a little bit, like obviously it comes from Spanish, but they started using it 
like in the early 19th, 20th century, the, the States, because it made it sound more foreign and like scary to white people. And it went because like, you know, like it, like hemp was a big thing for clothing and stuff. And they like when they when they imposed, uh, you know, made it illegal and stuff, they, they, they made an intentional name change instead of calling it cannabis um, or hemp. Um, they, they started just referring to it as marijuana. So it kind of has like, kind of like racist mm. roots because they were just trying to make it sound like more foreign, more scary, more whatever. So anyways, I just, I find like when, when people say marijuana, it's just that you're either old or it's a very outdated way of just referring to cannabis. <laughs> it's, I think it's just more American from what you're saying, right? That, that, like, that too, uh, for sure. But I think, I think times are changing. It's like how Americans say, like he told me, insurance instead of insurance. <laughs> 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 it's dude, it's crazy that one, dude, it's so weird it's so insurance. i say both like every time i hear an american say yeah yeah no i'm sure you do it's just like i just like i hear like ads like on like for insurance on like podcasts and stuff and just like when when like when the hosts like are reading you know like oh my god it's like i don't know it just stands so much out to me yeah right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, I also sent you. I also sent you a fun photo uh, of um, a very Canadian thing. Uh, it was um, spicy ketchup chips. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spicy ketchup chips. Which do you guys like? You know, growing up, uh, ketchup chips always. They're like, oh, it's a Canadian thing. Has it moved to the states ever? Quite possibly, but I'm so far from Canada that I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. Now, unless it totally no, came this far, but. Probably, I would imagine, way up north uh, in the U.S., they probably have all sorts of stuff from Canada. Maybe, maybe, maybe. yeah. I don't know, like, you know, some markets, they just don't. Yeah. Is there, is there... Oh, you know what I've actually heard recently? It was, I was actually a YouTuber, Johnny Harris. I sometimes watch his stuff. Uh, I think he does a reasonably okay job at stuff. He's like a YouTuber slash journalist, visual kind of stuff. Um, I have some qualms with him, but just in general, I think, you know, he's fine. But... The thing that I'm trying to re- mention is that he likes Canadian Doritos specifically because apparently they taste better. I wouldn't be surprised. And like he orders them. No, because like, I guess like it's just like the slight because each market sometimes they'll make one flavor thing, but just slightly different ingredients or ratio of ingredients and stuff. So what I want to do, Paul, if we can arrange next time we meet up, if I come to you or you come to me, Albuquerque or Vancouver, we need to bring the respective Doritos across the border <laughs> and make a comparison live on the pod. Yes, <laughs> live Dorito comparison. I like it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bring the respective Dorito, <laughs> and we bring like <laughs> bring the respective Dorito. <laughs> That'd be it. Would be even more ridiculous if we brought like two two chips. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in your yeah, pocket. Like just, not even fresh. It's like, oh, this one has a little bit of lint on it. <laughs> lint, yeah. I, I'm in favor, though. I, I'm interested to try Canadian Cheetos, or Doritos now. <laughs> you know, the thing is, a lot of things taste worse in the U.S., I think, because... Is it worse or different? I think it just tastes I different. I think that. that's like what I was saying is that it was his opinion. Uh, you know, he's like, I think they taste better. That's what he's saying, right? So I'm just like, clearly they taste different. I think different. a lot of things taste different. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on the person, but I think a lot of things taste worse in the U.S. because they use, they're required to use so much more preservatives here and a lot of other bullcrap. 
and like not real sugar in things that have sugar. So what do, what do you mean? Just like, like I, I don't know if high fructose cone syrup yeah, or something yeah. instead of sugar. Like, like in in Spain, Fanta those sodas yeah tastes like yeah yeah oh it's way oh, better so yeah, much yeah. Better. Every, yeah that's the classic yeah, example so much better dude yeah you i mean i'm sure in the states you can do this too but in canada if you go to like a like a european deli or something like like a, like a polish deli or like an italian market or something they usually import like european fanta and you can get you can like buy that and like com taste and compare yeah. it um which i've done and yeah it's definitely it definitely tastes like Mm, less super sweet like it's too sweet like the canadian american version right like it doesn't taste like what you want yeah yeah <laughs> this is like something that we could or that i could go over like in a, if i were king later but like i don't like that there's so much drinking stations in the u.s like if you want to get a drink right like you go up to a a a machine that just has the syrup and water and sugar and whatever all and it just makes your soda you know live at the moment oh you mean just like the the fountain yeah like yeah, there's yeah. no there's no like craft there's no craftsmanship to like drinks because especially because oh you mean like an old soda fountain kind of thing no like the modern machines that just so uh, let me let me let me tie this back to montreal so there's this place famous restaurant it's called valensky's um really awesome um it's kind of it's, it's the most awkward eating experience you'll ever have in your life um but super famous place i'll tell you about this so they have they have like an old school soda fountain system there like they put the syrup in they have and then they have the soda water and they mix it up and it's it's delicious i love it that's uh, i go there and i get like a cola and it's like mm, that classic delicious flavor um but <laughs> valensky's is so weird it's like um it's it's just like it's a room and then there's like it's just bar stools there so they have i don't know like less than 10 or something and and then they have a little line like a little you know just a line with you know they they make their sandwiches and stuff there and you buy really like really cheap sandwiches um that are delicious um <laughs> it's so weird because they're standing there and they have nowhere else to go because it's like a real it's really like it's like you would have to squeeze by each other to pass it on the on the line there so they just like sit, stand in front of you and just watch you eat. <laughs> it's so weird. And like usually, like you can't have like a conversation with the person beside you if it's like, if it's just something you want between yourselves. Because <laughs> they're just like sitting there and they're like, all right, are you done? Do you want another one? Do you want a, <laughs> you want a pill? Or <laughs> it's just, like, they're just, it's just it's so, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, you know, if you go to Montreal, we'll have to go. And I, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I remember... I've been there before and I forgot. I forgot how awkward it was because <laughs> my friend was telling me, he's like, oh, I hate going there because they just, they just look at you. And <laughs> they just stare. <laughs> so that, that Paul, that's a great Montreal experience that you have to find out because they, yeah, they have these great sandwiches. Um, they're like really small and you just like pound them back and then you get out and that's their business model <laughs> and they have cool soda. <laughs> I'm for it, man. Sounds <laughs> It sounds like a good time. I like social awkwardness. <laughs> Being stared at. That very familiar. Yeah, very familiar to me. <laughs> exactly. They'll stare at me and I will stare back. <laughs> the abyss will stare at me and I'll stare right back yes, into the abyss. Exactly. Exactly. The abyss that is their soul and my soul <laughs> staring at each other. <laughs> yeah so so paul 
Uh, you know what I did today? Unwillingly. Well, willingly, but unwillingly. Um, I want you to guess. What do, I did something, uh, I did something with my, uh, media related today. Media related? Media related today. Work? <laughs> yeah, it was work. Yes, it was for work. Yeah. Well, um, so before this, I had to go downtown because I had to, I had to do an on-camera interview, which I, I didn't want to do, Paul. Uh, but anything for the charity. Um, because I, ironically, like, um, um, I was just being a media mongol this week. I was being really good at my job, and um, I managed to get us in the news like everywhere um, for a good reason. Um, obviously, we're a charity. We don't. There's nothing, nothing. No, no scandals. Weird going on behind the scenes. But anyways, no scandals. Anyway, so um, I set up a lot of interviews this week. I got some like some littles and big brothers to get on TV. They had some live interview on TV, which was great. We got them on the radio. We got them some newspapers and um some news stations and stuff but today we had another um we had another interview and i they they called us pretty last minute on a friday and i was like no problem i'll do my job i'll find you um an interviewee what i was doing all the interviews that i set up were all like um like women who work at the workplace and it's just it's just kind of funny that like it's big brothers and there's there's no like um like male identifying face and voice speaking to it um so she was like i think you should do it because uh, we need to mix it up kind of thing so that's what happened, Paul. I had to do a camera interview, and oh, <laughs> that's uh, I was doing media mongol shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> media, media mongol or media mogul? Media. Um, you know what? I I'm gonna go with media mongol. I kind of like that. <laughs> it sounds. <laughs> but yeah, media mogul. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm trying to say. But uh, <laughs> so uh, you know what? Uh, I'll throw. I'll throw. If I do end up, I'll throw that. I'll throw that clip onto. Uh, the the video version of the podcast um for awesome, funsies yeah. uh for for those who like to yeah. watch so <laughs> i'll throw the clip in there i'll throw the clip in here right now if i made it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to see it i want to see what a norman interview looks like oh yeah kind of like uh i'm yeah, kind of awkward, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel awkward? You know, as soon as I started walking away, and I was like, eh, could I, I feel like I should have said this, and I didn't, but anyways, whatever. Um, really, the, the point is that it's, it, we're getting in front of more fate, more people, because we have, we need, we have a volunteer shortage, um, like a pretty extreme one, so it's, it's good, like, it's, it's been getting the, like, having that media, you know, share our story was a big deal, and we've had a lot of recent a lot of applications and inquiries so it's good uh so i'm very happy with the result of my work awesome week. man <laughs> uh is that like uh available for hire norman galinsky everybody available for hire media mongol and mogul uh yeah the media mongol <laughs> <laughs> quickly canceled cultural appropriation <laughs> can't pronounce word done you're over it's over can't pronounce word Oh shit, it was, uh, yeah, we did start an hour early, huh? That's cool, though.